Welcome, comrades. Here we are again with the Rec Center podcast, where we recommend things to one another and to you, the listener. We're back, baby. We're so sorry we were gone for so long. I'm not that sorry. I was. I've kind of had a lot of things to do. Yeah, you know. This is not really on the top of my list of things I had to do. A job. A job. I had a lot of TV to watch. Yeah. I had. What have you been up to watching? I've been watching a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, well, I know the fa- the past few weeks have been hard on everyone. We just want to say that we really hope that you all have been watching some really good TV, too. For those of you who don't know, there's a virus going on. We don't say the V word. The V word. <laughs> we don't want to take our listeners' V cards. What? That doesn't even relate at all. Okay, anyways. Virus cards. Um... You know, all the et cetera, Tiger King and all the other a lot of stuff popular we missed, stuff. But, but why would we talk about those? Because everybody knows about those. Yeah, and it's boring. Yeah. Tiger King kind of sucked. I mean, it's pretty good. I liked it. It was kind of interesting, but it was all over the place and I didn't really like there's follow lot, it very well. There's a lot well. going on there. There's a lot going on there. Um, okay. Well, there's a lot going on right now um, and a lot of people are dying. A lot of people are without jobs. A lot of people are without health care. A lot of people are going to the beach and ruining it for everybody (laughs) (laughs) and we would like to get back to work and to our lives but people just can't take a minor inconvenience for a little bit longer um, and can't enjoy their public pools or their backyards or their front yards or the tv that's yeah the couch yeah the couch um just i've been getting a lot of good couch time recently maybe just don't go to the beach okay (laughs) for a little bit longer you'll survive i think Maybe. Yeah. Okay, anyways, but we got a lot of good stuff to talk about, and we've yeah. actually been watching and thinking about and reading and listening to a lot of good stuff throughout this time, because that's yeah. all we've had to do. I mean, I've had a lot of stuff to do. You know, the movie theaters have postponed a lot of things or put things on demand, which is kind of a bummer, mm. but like, there are a few things that like, we watched that were on demand, etc., that were good, but you know... James Bond pretty bummed about that. My mom's pretty bummed too. Eh, who cares? <laughs> the Oscars this year is going to be Oh my gosh, it's going to be two movies. Vin Diesel Bloodshot as best actor and Elizabeth Moss is Invisible yeah. Man best actor, I guess. That movie was only out for like a week before quarantine happened. Yeah, I was being sarcastic about Vin Diesel as Bloodshot. I heard that movie's pretty bad. Um He's an amazing person though. I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know anything about him. Uh, <laughs> So he could be great. He could be bad. Who knows? Um, but we we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Um, we're kind of rambling because we're kind of just getting back in the swing of things. Think of this as a repilot. Yeah, and the, 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 and the we're too. rambling because Jack took like forty five minutes to put together all the equipment in the living room. Okay, sorry we don't have our lavish setup like we usually do. Yeah, we usually have access to a really good studio. Where we get to use a lot of cool gear and a lot of cool stuff that I can't afford and Hannah definitely can't afford. Okay. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Poor shame you. Um, you need more money than I do. Um, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Um, but, uh, what's it called? Um, but because of the virus, we lost access to our studio. We haven't been able to record anything. But now, shout out to my good friend, Michael Dishno. He yeah, yeah, let yeah. me borrow a couple extra things, and now we can do it at home. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to just do it on voice memos, but Jack said it had to be special. Okay, so. well, now the audio quality will be slightly worse than usual. Yeah, not, not if you astronomically can, worse than usual. If you can hear my 
my nostril breathing throughout this. I'm sorry. It's because Jack took the good mic. Okay. So. Well, I obviously had to have the good one and have the one with the mic stand. Yeah. His I need voice. my hands to talk. <laughs> yeah. And my voice is his. not doing me any favors. So I need whatever <laughs> I can to sound less like a, a womp rat. I don't know. Yeah. The first animal. Just when you said that just now, everyone like turned down the dials of their yeah, volume. Like, oh my God. Is this guy really talking for this much? Okay. Let's get to our recommendations because yeah. people want to know what to watch. You go first, Jack. You always go first. And well, it, I think it's lovely. It is gentlemen's first. And, yeah. And the virus isn't going to stop. <laughs> no. Chivalry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> They go can ahead. take some of our freedoms away, but they can't take this. Oh, boy. Anyways, so the first thing I watched. Is... Um, did you just fart? No. Okay, sorry. Continue. That's probably you. He thought that was so funny. She is laughing to herself <laughs> so much right now. It wasn't that funny, but I'll let you have we'll, that we'll let the crowd decide. We'll let the crowd decide. The zero people listening to thus far. Okay, so the first thing I have to recommend is actually a movie. Spoiler alert: I like movies, and I recommend them sometimes. What's a movie? Exactly, our life's a movie, baby. Write oh, that, one down. that was so cute. A bad movie. Oh. Dang. I should have seen it coming. <laughs> um, so, the first movie I am recommending is a movie on Netflix, but it was not a Netflix movie, if you know what I'm saying. Some of them, some of you guys know what I'm saying. So, this is a movie called Code 8, starring Robbie Amell and his famous cousin, also known as the Green Arrow, Stephen Amell. And it's really fun because... Uh, I am a big fan of... You just named two people that I don't think anybody knows who they no, are, and you're like, and it's know, really fun. People know them. <laughs> if, you, if, you're, if, if you're you someone Google like me... If you Google a picture of them, maybe. If you're someone like me who loves Arrow and The Flash and superhero oh, TV shows, boo. you'll know Stephen Amell as the Green Arrow, and you'll know Robbie Amell as his real-life cousin, and also Firestorm on The Flash for a short amount of time. I don't want to get into it. It's a long show. There's a lot of stuff that happens. But basically... Uh, this is the synopsis from Netflix because it's just a great short synopsis. Yeah, because you're it. too lazy to do I your own to, work. Why would I do any research before this? I never do any research. Okay. In a city where superpowered people are ostracized, an earnest day laborer considers using his outlawed abilities for money to save his sick mother. That's great. Okay, so basically the movie is there are super, people with superpowers in the world it's a real x-men kind of story to where it's like oh we have so much like struggle and like you know it's such an allegory for racism or you know xenophobia stuff like that oh like x-men are like monsters or like they're outcasts from the society yeah x-men is kind of like a dated it's a dated allegory of racism oh gotcha or metaphor but they're they're all played by white people except halle berry (laughs) yeah whatever um i mean it's it was a it was a that was the thing in the comics too it's not new to the movies but anyways so there's a society where people have in a society people have superpowers uh but they're kind of like used to like builds like buildings and like the like the society and the cities and stuff like that and they're kind of relegated to second class citizens and they're not really allowed to use their powers uh and like that's what the there's like this police code and there's like drones and robots and like this the society's advanced with these people at, like at as they have powers and because of like they're not allowed to use their powers or forced to do like day laboring jobs and um, kind of like lower class work and have a really hard time uh, getting like cool jobs or lucrative jobs or advancing society and stuff like that. Um, but so we follow Robbie and Mel and he has electrical powers and basically like he's used as a day laborer because he can do electrical work on houses like with his bare hands because he's get shocked by stuff like that. 
Um, but they have like these police robots and drones uh, that like p- like are constantly watching people, and if they use their powers, uh, they get arrested or shot on sight, and it's like this huge police state kind of thing. It's good. It's like the classic like District Nine, like futuristic society kind of like if you've seen the Netflix movie Bright, which is a bad movie. <laughs> kind of like where something has happened like this, like something mythical or mystical has happened like this, and then society advanced with it and just like became normal. That's the kind of thing in this movie, but it does it pretty good. Um, gotcha. It's not like a revolutionary movie. Like it's kind of, uh, it's kind of generic and run of the mill. Like in some of its story beats, like basically Robbie Mills' mom is sick and he's a day laborer, uh, and there's like you know he comes into contact with some drug pushers. Uh, and it's like a special superhero drug kind of thing. Like it's it's Whoa. very mythical. Um, but his mom is dying. His mom has powers as well, I think, and she's dying of cancer or like so like some illness. I like cancer, superhero cancer, I think. Um, and he's kind of forced to, you know, make some bad choices, I guess. And you know, the movie unfolds from there. Um, but he's doing whatever he can to save his mom, kind of thing. So it's kind of like you know, it's kind of a story you've seen before. But the movie really knows how to work within its budget. Like, it's not trying to be something it's not. Like, it's not trying to punch at, like, a $300 million movie level. Like, it knows its budget and knows its limits kind of thing. If you've seen the movie Chronicle, uh, which is also a great movie starring Dane DeHaan, uh, written by Max Landis, who is a sexual predator now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, people know he's a sexual predator. Allegedly, uh, pretty credibly. But, um, yeah. But it's a good movie where it's like kind of like a lower budget, like people like discover their powers kind of thing, and like you know things unfold from there. Um, but a lot of the movies like crowdfunded, and Stephen Amell like people like he's like a lot of support on social media like that, and he like kind of like drove up support for the movie, and it's like a modern example of like a crowdfunding movie success kind of thing. When did this movie Code Eight? When did this come out? Yeah, so it came out in the fall. Or maybe like around Christmas time on iTunes, actually. Like oh, it dropped just straight to iTunes. And then it got picked up by Netflix um, not that long ago. I think like maybe last month. That's like, I feel like that's the equivalent of like a Hallmark original movie. <laughs> like <laughs> dropping on iTunes. No, no, no. It's big. It's a bigger, it's it's good. Like I give it like a 7 out of 10 kind of thing maybe. Or like maybe 6.5 out of 10. In comparison to all movies or movies of that like sci-fi type Ooh. sort? Uh, maybe if that sci-fi sort I give it yeah. like a 7.5 like okay. it's good it's yeah. and, and it's sh- and it's like short it's not too long I feel like all a lot of those movies are bottom of the barrel like they're kind of hard to oh, do well yeah. we've talked about like the amount of sci-fi crap on Netflix um, but this is like one that is pretty solid the acting's good in it the writing's good it's short like it, it knows what it's supposed to be uh, and it's not taking too long to do what it needs to do um, and it's fun it's really fun and I had a good time with it and I think they might try to do more in the future um so we'll see what that happens but if you like steven amell if you like robbie amell which i do and you like if you like arrow and if if it's a dumb show it's a good show um and if you like some of that sci-fi like oh like you know there's a sci-fi thing in the world and it's normal which is kind of fun, like to see. Yeah, it's not. It's not to see a world like freaking out, like whoa, this guy can like shoot lightning bolts out of his. That's hand. like what movie did we just see? The cartoon one um, that we saw on demand, and we saw it in theaters um, with Chris Pratt and. Oh yeah, onward. Onward. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that situation. Um, 
That was a good movie, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's almost like fantasy stuff. It's yeah. a different. But if you have 20 bucks to spare, you should buy it on demand. Well, it's on Disney Plus now. Oh, okay, yeah. nice. Um, We're not recommending Onward, though. Well, I know, I know. Okay, <laughs> you can just continue kidding. with no. your horribly no. long recommendation. Okay, I'm getting to it, all right? I know, Sorry, I know. I'm rusty. My first time back. Yeah. Um, you're but doing it's a, great. Thank you. I really needed that. Yeah. All right. Can I get back to my recommendation yeah, now? Yeah, go ahead. If you're done talking, um, <laughs> just let it go. It's fine. Um, but, but it's a good movie. Uh, and if you, yeah, if you like that, like just the world is interesting and they build it just enough to where you understand everything that's going on and you're excited about it, but don't like over explain things too much or hold your hand through things or like throw it in your face. Uh, so I think it's really solid. Um, I would definitely recommend checking it out and I have nothing else to say about it. Wow. Yeah. So it's your um, turn. I'm personally not interested. Well, well, it's not made for you. It's made for me. Yeah. They made it for me. They said, wow, this sounds like a movie that Jack of the Rec Center podcast would really enjoy. So maybe we'll just make it for him. Yeah. They're trying to get some marketing out there. Exactly. Free marketing for your crowdfunded movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is it my turn now? It's your turn, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited about mine. Both of mine are great and things that are very near and dear to my heart. We'll see what happens. All right. Because like, like, you know. We've said previously in episodes, we're going in blind here. We don't talk about this beforehand. Yeah, but I did tell you my recommendations like listening. several weeks ago, and I you listen? don't remember. I don't, remember, I don't listen to half the things because you say. Because you like... Just, hey, why don't you get me a glass of water or something? Or why don't you rub my feet? I'm like, no. I want to play video games. She's giving me a really bad look right now. What? Like, why would you say that? Like, that doesn't make you look good at all. And it's also true. That makes you sound like a cool dude. Yeah, for all the bros who also just don't have girlfriends. Why would they? Okay. Well, anyways, I'm excited about these. Um, but my first one, guys, if you're looking for some good, wholesome fun this quarantine, um, I have a show for you. It's called The Righteous Gemstones. Classic. It's so good. And it's on HBO. Um, so you can watch it on demand on there if you have cable like you can log in online or if you you know want to ask Jack for his password like I did yeah. um, or maybe maybe it's on Hulu I don't know you might have to pay for it on Amazon Prime or on Hulu anyways it's a comedy about this family who runs a mega church in South Carolina um, Dr. Eli Gemstone is played by the legendary John Goodman legendary John Goodman yeah he's the father to three kids in like their 30s and 40s uh, who all live on this huge church compound each with their own mansions um, and Eli is the head pastor of their televangelist mega church his eldest son Jesse is played by the also legendary Danny McBride Classic. who is also lead pastor there obviously he also is the creator of the show yes he is the creator of the show i was going to get to that but that's well, fine why did you get to it then there's the middle child um granted i'm saying children but they're all like like i said like in their mid like 30s or early 40s um uh the middle t- child is judy played by edie patterson um and she's always wanted to be a part of the big things going on at the church and following her mom's footsteps but of course she's constantly overlooked as her dad chooses her stupid brothers over her stupid brothers yeah they are very stupid um she secretly lives in her mansion with her fiance bj uh who's played by tim baltz uh who is an amazing bright shining character that i absolutely adore he's good on the daily show 
Oh, really? He's, he's on, on the, the Daily, Daily show? show? And the show called... He's so funny. The Opposition, which was the spinoff show with Jordan Klepper, which was like a fake Alex Jones kind of show, but then it got canceled. I think he's my it. favorite, probably like one of my favorite characters on this show. He's incredible. He plays like that that broken down, yeah. like skinky guy who's just like so... Like uh, he's like, like Ju- Judy is like really dominant over him, and he yeah. kind of just like, like lets she, her bulldoze she's him. She's like a Salisbury steak, and he's like a piece of Wonder Bread. He's like, like that's like sitting like, under yeah, the steak, getting yeah. soaking up all the juice. He's like, oh yeah, it's so funny. Um, and then there's the youngest kid, Kelvin, played by Wait for it. I'm waiting. Adam Devine. Nice. Um, he is the classic youngest annoying brother. Um, he lives with his best friend who is a born again former Satanist. <laughs> um, and they have a cute and interesting relationship to say the least. Kelvin runs the youth ministry at the church. Um, and I just love how he absolutely like nails the youth pastor look. <laughs> like he has like the the mohawkish hair, the skinny jeans, the fake glasses, the fake thing. glasses, the the graphic tee with oh, like yeah. yeah spiked hair and everything oh and like he wears like the leather bracelets yeah. <laughs> um so but when we get on the scene in the show eli's wife has passed away within like the past year um and she was kind of the glue that held the family and the church together so because of her death um things are slowly but surely falling apart the kids are constantly quarreling and constantly money hungry um, there are lots of flashbacks to like the glory days of the church when everyone was happy, uh, specifically Eli and like everything's going right. But the opening scene of the first episode, just like chef's kiss. <laughs> so good. So like it encapsulates the whole spirit of the show. Yeah. The whole spirit yeah. of the show and like how everything's really falling apart in their church and like just how it's just so funny. So it's like they're on a mission in like in China, I think. Yeah. Um, baptizing a bunch of people in a wave pool. <laughs> like a huge amusement park. Um, and there are like hundreds of people in line to get baptized. And of course, everything goes wrong. The wave pool turns on and like the event is a disaster. It's so funny. Hmm. Um, but it, the show like plays into all the classic tropes of churches, mega churches, whatever. And it's so hilarious. But it's in a classier way where it's not like blatantly just destroying religion to destroy religion it's like making fun of it in a way that like takes away the veil of like churches being all like this and like thinking they're this that and the other you know um it plays it up quite a bit and makes it ridiculous enough in true hbo fashion (laughs) well yeah it's like you know you can't take things too seriously it's like we both grew up in the church and we Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time like in that world it's like my whole life and around mega churches yeah like, mega churches yeah major like big churches and like church culture and stuff like that it's like yeah it's, having it very specific like lingo and like things oh, yeah. that they wear and like and like even like the like the show makes it there's one thing in the first episode it's like they go to it's like the pastor and his family and they go to this one restaurant every Sunday after church. Yeah. And when they're walking in, it's like 
it's like the doors fly open and it's like a classic like yeah. entrance kind of thing slow motion with the music and like people are in there taking pictures on their phones yeah the pa- the head pastor eli is like a celebrity to people yeah yeah and it's like it totally nails that it's like because that is totally a thing like the pastor and his family or like the church crew going to like a big lunch after yeah. service and everyone like looking see who's it like gets everything who's, right who's there who's not there who's looking and stuff like that um but it's like you can't like uh, there are things about the show that are definitely offensive yeah and it's like okay in like, a good way you know it's like something makes you like oh, like oh i'm uncomfortable and it's like but it's like you have to be able to laugh yeah, at, and the, your, the, you, at your religion it's like and you can tell the people who made this show like and who thought about they, it, the writers they know they about know. it like yeah. they're not like it, it doesn't feel they're like somebody blindly like oh we think christians are this yeah. which is like so dumb a lot of the time it's tired yeah, and yeah. It's like, but it's someone who def like genuinely understands like that mindset and that lifestyle and is like and can making, make and can fun, make fun of, of it. it yeah it's like because the only way the people who know make fun of that kind of stuff the best are the people who live it or lived it and know it yeah um, it pokes fun at it in like really dynamic ways yeah no yeah totally it's like and it makes you think and it makes you like recontextualizing it's like oh like you know maybe people do just go on mission like for you know in their private jets yeah. or like something that's like maybe yeah. like maybe it feels a little off or like stuff like that or like you know in the show like a couple characters go on a mission to like panama to uh or maybe not panama like paraguay or something like that um to like dig wells and it's they're yeah. going for their own like growth and development yeah and you, you don't even notice yeah. like you see a little bit of the work they're doing but it's all about them being there and it's yeah like, and like and feeling good funny. about themselves yeah and it's like a huge character moment in the show it's like but it's also just kind of ironic in the sense that they're doing this huge mission thing and it's all about the characters like finding themselves again it's like because that happens yeah. all the time it's like how yeah. many people do you know that go on missions trips to find themselves it's like well, maybe you're missing the point here and I know because I've done that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, thing. of it's course. Like, and it's and it's fun. It's, it's like it's not, it's not uh like ruining it. It's like it's shining a light on it in a way that you can laugh at it and think about. Yeah, it especially because when you're in those circumstances, in those circles of like being involved in a church like that, sometimes you don't realize like an outside perspective of yeah. of what like how you're acting and yeah. things like that. And it's the same kind of thing, like. Like, I don't know, before I went to college or whatever, there was all these, like, wor- lingo that I would say or, uh-huh. like, ways that I thought about things. And then, like, being around other people who thought differently was, like, so cool, like, learning about myself yeah. and, like, how other people could see me and, like, yeah. seeing poking fun at myself and being like, oh, um, interesting. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people that get excited about church and, like, love church. And that's awesome. Like Yeah, I, I mean, b- not, both like, of us still do. Yeah, it's like, I know... There's people who are like really excited about church, like yeah. they, like five days, seven days a week, like doing church stuff. Like that's great, like that's awesome. And it's like, but sometimes you don't really notice like how you sound or like what yeah. you do until you like you don't take put a yourself back. in a, in the context of like the rest of the world around. Yeah, you. it's like, oh, do I actually talk like that? Like that's not yeah. how a regular person talks. Like maybe that's why, like you know, nobody can have a conversation with me. Um, yeah, why <laughs> you can't relate from my own to experience people. and not talk about other people? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's but it's a fun show and uh, it makes you think about things. But it's also like lets you know it's okay to laugh at things because um, I think a lot of Christians, even like in my own experience growing up, it's like if anyone like made fun of like Christianity or Jesus or like things that have like set my life around, I'm like I get defense. I'm like, whoa, like what are you doing? Like I gotta mm-hmm. protect that because like that's my thing. And it's like, but it's like there's an invitation to laugh at anything 
And, yeah. and like it's like it's okay to make fun of things because especially like from the inside it's like if you can't make fun of like your own religion or like your own beliefs and like your own lifestyle it's like then it's not honest yeah that's not true it's like because there are things to make fun of it's like it's like i think the movie life of brian oh my gosh which is so offensive one of the best so off um basically a guy living at the time it's monty python but a guy living at the time of jesus gets mistaken for the messiah and, and people start following and he's like no i'm, and I'm he's just, just a regular guy dude. yeah and they miss jesus like jesus is there and they like completely get the wrong guy and think that this brian guy is the messiah yeah they're like brian yeah, and he's, like, brian. he's like i'm not i don't want this and it's hilarious and it is so it is so offensive and it caused like a lot of ruckus at the time when it came yeah because it came out a long time ago yeah, late 70s um but it's like you know you have to be able to laugh at that kind of stuff it's tons of fun and yeah you know if you can't laugh at it then why then why are you doing it yeah you know? it's like you have to t- you have to not take yourself too seriously yeah um you know and like still like you know question yourself and your beliefs and like look at how um you can be seen by other people it's really important to like help define yourself and like well, not totally. not that like other people's opinions define you but still it's not important it's important to not just stay in a bubble and like just be like oh i'm i'm this and i will forever be this and oh, yeah. not open to change or yeah seeing how other people think the way they think totally it's like with a religion or like any belief system or thought process it's like nobody ever has it figured out completely and there's no mm-hmm. one, and we never will and we never will and there's no one right way to do things or think about things or practice things it's like there's a lot of gray area a lot of variation between things like like for instance like from our christian perspective it's like there are a lot of things that you know the bible talks about but there's so many more things it doesn't talk about yeah and it's like and even the things it does talk about it's kind of like has some gray area or things well, that are exactly you know have changed with the times and things like that yeah and it's like and i think comedy and laughter is so important not just like you know to have fun or like laugh at things but it's like i think it was a quote stephen colbert said and he's like if you can laugh love him love him he's like if you can laugh then you could think and it's yeah. like when you're laughing about something it opens the door for you to think about it in a new way and it's like if you laugh about if you can laugh about your belief system or your life practice or your religion, it's like then you're op- then you're inviting yourself to re-examine it in a new light and maybe reconsider things you had it before or things you were sure on before that maybe you're not, and it can make you yeah. it can grow you into a much better person. A much That's more why person. they do the the roasts on Comedy Central, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's it hurts, but it's great. <laughs> it it hurts, doesn't but... mean it's not offensive. Yeah, but it's like you know all in all in good. Uh, Good, good fun good fun yeah yeah. Well, yeah and that's and that's the thing with righteous gemstones it's like it's offensive for sure and it's fun and it's like brash and it's in your face but it's like it's not but it's smart it's not punching down like it's not from a sense it's like it's not trying to demonize anybody or shame any i mean maybe maybe shame you know the uh, the televangelists and the yeah, corruption and, and all the money the tax evasion yeah. and like the the wealth and the capitalist the capitalism of it all maybe that um yeah but for pe- sure yeah but like regular people who believe in something and it's not even just about christianity it's kind of like yeah the show, the show transcends to religion in general um, and people who like didn't grow up in the church or aren't christians like i'm uh, absolutely sure they can still enjoy it too and oh, like totally. I, I talked to someone uh, one of my friends who you know she isn't that way mm-hmm. and she loved it and 
I feel like it's like brings two worlds together. It's great. And like, I, I don't know. It's weird how comedy can do that. Like you can be making fun of someone and it can like bond you two well, together. Yeah, it's like, oh, and, and the show is really rewarding for Christians because there's so many different references or jokes that Christians will get. Yeah. Like, oh, like, it makes I've, you feel good. I grew up singing that song and like they're make, they're singing it too. It's kind of funny. And like, yeah, it's he's wearing fun of that these one. pastors wearing the leather bracelets. Yeah. It's like, it's poking fun of that one thing, that goofy thing we've done for so long. Remember from our own experience. But and like you're saying, it's like, it's also funny for other people because it's just a funny show. Like, it's not specifically Christian funny. It's just funny. Yeah. But also, it kind of opens that connection to where it's like you, your friends can understand why that's funny to you. Or like, yeah, and see, like, you know, that culture and, like, yeah. kind of understand you or, like, where you came from. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, that that weird experience was my life when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, and, like, like, going to, like, camp yeah. or, like, to a missions trip. Yeah, or going to, like, a youth lock-in all night yeah. at, the, at, the, at the trampoline zone or yeah whatever. oh my it's gosh like, so funny that. and it's like and the youth pastor has to do like a, a backflip or whatever to like impress to impress all the students <laughs> yeah. in order to get them psyched about the bible and it's like, yeah um yeah it's awesome it is it's a good recommendation it is yeah it's really good um, check it out it's on hbo yeah there's only one season so far it's nine episodes each is like an hour long um but it, it has been renewed for a second season. Nice. They just I don't think they've started filming it yet. Oh, but boo. I know. Boo. We shall see. I guess we will see when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see it on TV. Yeah. It's a TV show. Yes. Yeah. I'll have to come over to watch your is cable. It, is there another way we can watch it? What do you mean? It's what on HBO. You? Exactly. On demand. I don't know why you asked that weird question. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's your turn. <laughs> Finally, my turn again. That was so boring. Just kidding. That no, was that was a great one. conversation. That was a, that was a good conversation. That's probably one of our best. Um, I'm really excited for everyone to skip through it. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my second recommendation is a show that actually came out in 2018 on the Paramount Network, but it recently came to Netflix, and it has been sweeping the nation. Uh, and it's a miniseries called Waco. Ooh. Well, you've watched a little bit of it. I finished it today. That's funny that you're recommending that. It's a good show. It's on my mind fresh right now. I was going to recommend something else, but it's another sci-fi thing. It's funny and I was like, maybe these... I shouldn't pump too much sci-fi yeah. stuff down people's throats every Well, week. these things that I am recommending, I've been thinking about for like months to recommend. <laughs> and this, you just started watching like two days ago. Well, I told you before and many times, I don't do don't any, prepare. I don't prepare things for this podcast. Why would I? So... Um, yeah, so it's a show called Waco. It is a six-episode miniseries that originally aired on the Paramount Network. It is starring Taylor Kitsch, who, if you've seen the bad movie X-Men Origins Wolverine, he played Gambit in that movie, and that movie is bad, so don't watch it. <laughs> um, and Michael Shannon. Uh, Michael Shannon's also the producer Molly of Molly Shannon's brother? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, and Rory Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's brother, and Kieran Culkin's brother. And Julia Garner. Some would say he is the third most famous Culkin brother, and they would probably be right. <laughs> uh, and Julia Garner. My fave. Love Julia Garner. We've She's watched a lot so of Ozark. She's so cool. Um, but we're not talking about Ozark. Not no, about another Julia time. Garner. Yeah. Um, Her hair is beautiful. Great hair. Okay, so basically, but it's about the... Uh, the police standoff, or the sorry, ATF and FBI standoff. Please don't uh, spoil anything because I don't even really know the context of the show, and I just only have watched the first episode. Okay, well, the context of the show is a historical event 
yeah, it, but and, I don't and historical events. Um, <laughs> um, so I will not spoil anything for you as much as I can, and it's kind of fun. I mean, I know things are historical events. A lot of these kind of shows, yeah. But people like to watch them, and, and they like, like they don't know or they forget. So like, it's like kind of um, fun. like the people versus OJ Simpson. Like I roughly knew the story around that, but I oh, couldn't I really he, remember. He did it. It should. <laughs> and uh, but when I watched that show, it was like so fun to watch because I couldn't remember what happened. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Back to my recommendation. Um, so, but basically, when federal authorities attempt to seize a religious compound, a standoff with its self-proclaimed leader and his followers ensues. Um, so, the show stars Taylor Kitsch, who is playing David. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Whatever. Uh, but he's like the Messiah. He doesn't deserve to have a last name. <laughs> he's like this, like the Messiah figure for the Branch Davidians, uh, which was a cult at the time. Um, and basically he like he was given a, a fresh interpretation of the bible and especially like the book of revelation and he had Oof. i know and he had like a grand vision of the seven seals in revelation or whatever and the end times and this historic battle that's going to happen between like the armies of man and them like the followers of god um so well, so he like foresaw what happened yeah so like he had yeah he had like God told him like interpreted scripture. I'm sure he like, did. I'm yeah. sure he was like, dude, you need to chillax. Yeah. They're gonna shoot up your cult. Yeah. Anyways, um, so the show is based off uh, a memoir from a survivor of Waco, uh, and the F- the main FBI negotiator uh, for the case, Gary Steiner, maybe or something like that. I don't know. David Thibodeau is the guy that survived though. So, spoiler alert for the show. Um, they they put it in the title of every show, so you're not really spoiling anything. I said no spoilers, but it's in the title, so. Um, anyways, so yeah, basically the ATF or the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Division of the government or whatever, um, they suspect the Davidian, the Branch Davidians at Waco of having illegal firearms, so they like set up a probe of people, of like agents, like living across from them. Uh, and they have one infiltrate and then like things go horribly wrong and it's like and it, the show kind of like shows like a pattern and it's a historical event but the show is like much more sympathetic to the Branch Davidians actually yeah um, even and though FBI doing things wrong yeah FBI and ATF especially um, but like the guy but it also kind of shows like the bad in both because like the Branch Davidians were weird and David like he had multiple wives he had children with multiple wives because they were supposed to be like they were the, supposed the messengers the men, the men like, were supposed to be celibate and so he like took on quote-unquote the burden yeah he took for, on the burden for all of the sex men for everybody <laughs> and took their wives and um but it's like it was pretty dark because like his first wife like he married her little sister when she was 12 which is against i mean at this time texas law was you can marry at 14 with parental consent which is yeah so messed up um gross yeah but even more so she was 12 when he took her as a wife um so he did some pretty messed up things and he was definitely a psycho um but it shows like a lot of the show kind of like illustrates this pattern of like government overreach and bureaucracy kind of like uh poking its nose and in places that it shouldn't be um and i'm not like a classically like a oh government conspiracy kind of guy like or like tinfoil hat um i usually laugh at people who 
like get all caught up in conspiracies because I'm like you're just not that intelligent. <laughs> um, but this is actually like a well documented case in a sense that like because in sense that there were a lot of events leading up to this um, to where the FBI and the ATF made a lot of bad decisions and covered a lot of things up uh, and overreached and, and escalated things in poor ways that caused a lot of unnecessary deaths. Um, so that's kind of what the show chronicles in the sense that it's it's chronicling the life and kind of humanizing these people in the sense that, you know, a lot of them aren't bad people in the show. Um, they just believe something and, they, yeah. and they're really passionate about it. And it's like, and the show kind of deals with that. It's like, and it deals with like, because it's following the FBI negotiator's perspective, Michael Shannon, and it's following Taylor Kitsch as David. Um, and it's kind of following them as the two parallels, kind of like interacting and talking together, working this out. Because they were on a standoff for like 50, over 50 days. Like it was a long time. Um, and there was like a lot of like, there's a lot of spoiler. stuff that goes down. Yeah, spoiler. There's a lot of bad Jeez. stuff that goes down. I'm going to wipe my on, brain surfaces <laughs> after this. On both sides. Um, but the show gets into an interesting relationship about um, like why people do things, why people believe things. Um, what is the way, what is the role of law enforcement in this country? And what is the role of a militarized police force? Like shouldn't, should the police force be, be demilitarized? Uh, and it kind of shows like a parallel between like the, the branch of relationship with a sheriff and the branch of relationship with like a federal government task force. Um, Cause the sheriff and them have like a rapport and they talk of things. It's like, and it can, it's like, it's those battling ideologies between like people who, you know, believe that arming like a strong armed like force is the way to go and like escalation and like violence and guns or between like talking and diplomacy or or reasoning things out and taking a, maybe a more complicated option but one that usually Can ends have up better, better results better results yeah so that, that it gets the show gets to do a lot of that kind of stuff and it's super interesting it's fascinating and even I know the story because I've like I've read a lot about it before and I like know like the history of it there was so much I did not know going into this like as what I was watching it and again like the show is kind of biased towards the Branch Davidians it feels like like it feels like they leave some stuff out they sympathize with them more and want us to feel bad for them which obviously like it was a terrible tragedy yeah like, like the FBI does some messed up stuff in this but it doesn't really show all of the messed up stuff that the Branch Davidians also did. Yeah, not like, just like the guns that they had, but like all the things that they were doing. Yeah, I mean, there's some bad stuff that goes on, but especially like the climax of the show, it's it le- I feel like it more paints the Branch Davidians as like tragic heroes rather than maybe how they should have been painted was maybe some more sinister ways um gotcha in certain areas but so yeah the show kind of the show definitely has a bias so i think that's one thing to keep in mind um but it's a very interesting story and the acting's really good in it taylor kitsch like as david is incredible like even like him as his cult leader like you don't dislike him throughout the show even though he is a terrible person and he is doing horrendous things at at certain times or practicing things like he nails that charismatic leader like likable yeah you believe in the show like why people follow him and why people want to give up their lives is live in this compound yeah like it looks like a great place to live with him like you believe it why they like him yeah you see like in the first episode like how he like 
does like outreach or whatever he like plays in this band and like um has this random guy like he's like hey do you want to like Culkin. yeah yeah McCulkin dude Culkin. he's like hey do you want to like drum for us like our drummer's not here or whatever and you see the way that he's so charming with him and just seems like a, a pal like yeah. hey like you want to just you know spend a few nights like at um our place like we have lots of open rooms like free of charge like you know just the super kind like seemingly normal guy singing like he sees like in a cover band like and he goes yeah. into the city to like yeah sing like normal songs and stuff he's not like just this like you know banging on bongos religious type <laughs> weirdo yeah yeah it's like you don't it's like you he was already reeling him in you don't really really, really notice it until that guy's been there like rory's Roy Coke has been there he's for been a there while. For it's months. like, oh, he's been there for months. Like that, he got him. Like you don't even, you don't really notice that he's trying to like coerce him in. It's good. It's really good acting. It's really good writing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Waco. I would check it out. It's only six episodes and it's over. Um. So it's a really low risk watch. Not really much commitment. Which I love to recommend because I don't love commitment and watching things. I like to just watch it <laughs> and get it over with. You know, what you shouldn't watch Grey's Anatomy. Never would. Uh, Lost, which you don't even Lost like. And I hated it. It's one of my favorite shows, and it really breaks my heart when you I say feel that. Like that show sucks. I'm just gonna be honest with you. That's, I don't want to talk about it because well, we're gonna get sucks. into a fight again yeah. about it. Well, it's not a fight because that show sucks. That's my recommendation. My recommendation is that Lost sucks. He's trying to rub my leg to make me feel better, and it's not working. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's okay. You'll yeah, enjoy about. my sweaty feet. Ew. Yeah. All right, continue. Your last recommendation. All right, man. guys, are you ready? Yeah, I hope it's not another recipe. This is for people that listened to our last episode where Hannah gave a recipe off the box. Did it, hey, did any of you guys try it, though? Yeah, write us. So my recommendation is this show on BBC. Jack, stop looking at your phone. I'm taking a picture of you. Oh. My recommendation is this show on BBC. I know you love BBC. I do love the BBC. Oh, that is one show that you committed to is Doctor Who. That is a lot of seasons. It's a great show. That's why I committed to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I tell you the criteria for me to commit to a show. It's a if it's a great show, I'll no, commit to it. No, it has to be sci-fi. Oh yeah, it's very Doctor Who is like the epitome of sci-fi. It's my favorite show ever. Okay, yeah. so my recommendation is another BBC show that is not Doctor oh, Who. Oh, obviously it's Doctor but Who. But it's it's oh, it's monumental Torchwood, Doctor Who spinoff show. No, stop! Oh. It is Killing Eve. Oh, with the Sandra O. Oh Sandra O. Oh. and the Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer. She's so cool. She's coming up in that Free Guy movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds, the one where he plays like a Oof. non-playable video game character. To be in a movie with Ryan Reynolds. I'm just kidding. To be Jodie Comer. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, boy. Right. Um, Carry on. So first I gave you a comedy recommendation, and now I have to hit you with a drama, a thriller. A it's a, a murderous, mind-blogging, intense British series. Wow. Maybe that's why they called the show Killing Eve. Yeah. So uh, Sandra O oh plays Eve. And she dies. <laughs> well, no. Well, then why is the show called Killing Eve? Why is it interesting? Because it's about trying, trying to kill her. To kill- oh. Yes. Well, why, don't you ha- why haven't you told me that so, yet? So, Sandra O oh plays Eve. Initially, she's a detective, married, living and working in London. Her husband's like a school teacher. Well, he like teaches college. Um, 
But when she loses her job, she because she's a little like, you know, off the rails kind of detective, like doesn't follow by the rules and stuff like that. Ooh, yeah, she's a, um, she's a bad boy but de- detective. Yeah, so doesn't she play by the rules. she Goes loses book. she exactly she loses her job as a detective, uh, but she gets recruited. She's then a total bad ass. Watch your language. I spelt it out. I didn't say anything. Yeah, bad. so the kids don't know what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the dogs. So once she loses her job, she gets recruited to MI5. Wow. Was James Bond busy? Yes. No, MI6? No, he doesn't actually exist. He's just a legend. And oh. I think in their world, maybe he doesn't exist. I don't so know. So there's no MI6? No. I'm probably, actually. I think they mention it. MI6. She wasn't good enough for MI6. Well, no. So, like, the, yeah, so there's like three of them that are in MI5. There's like three of them in this MI5, and they, um, basically just like sit at desks all day long and like kind of just research like crimes and things like that and try to like do like James Bondy type stuff. But, um, Eve isn't really like satisfied by like sitting at a desk obviously and she like is doing the same thing like just wants to get out there and break the rules and uh, do things that put her in danger and put other people in danger Um, so she eventually comes across this uh, woman Jodie Comer who is named Villanelle in the show. Is she the villain? Yes she is Wow that's really unfortunate name then uh, that her MI5 group like discovers this chain of murders that seem like they're kind of related um and Eve finds out that it's this girl Villanelle who's she's like young and like really uh sexy smart no (laughs) she (laughs) I read that wrong my bad she I think I don't know whatever um yeah so Jodie Comer plays Villanelle who she's kind of like an actual psychopath like doesn't like connect emotionally with people except with Eve as you get later on in in the first season Mm -hmm. they start to have this strange relationship when they are like they become obsessed with each other because at first Eve is like really researching all these murders that um that Villanelle is committing and uh and then Villanelle finds out that Eve is looking into her murders and becomes obsessed with her. Yikes. And so, um, yeah, so Villanelle, she's like this beautiful, charming, like she's a killer by trade. Uh, she works for this company who like gives her money and like pays for an, a lavish apartment and lavish clothes. And like they give her assignments every week of like these uh, these high up people like government officials and mm-hmm. stuff like that to kill yeah yeah so Eve, even Villanelle's relationship becomes really intertwined and they become kind of infatuated with each other, with each other in a really strange way oh uh, so the show I'm kind liking of this show more and more oh yeah yeah <laughs> so the show surrounds those like terrible but awesome murder murders which are like Mordors. they're the people that she's killing stop okay <laughs> that's people, your fault you said mordor the people that she's killing are like actually terrible people Forks. and she does it always in like her own fun way because she's a psycho and she like has she very ha- extravagant yeah extravagant ways of killing people which is how she kind of gets not caught but like how eve like sees her trail because she like always has to go out with a bang and like her employers are always like pissed at her for doing it the way that she does Mm. um she's 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 getting too fancy with it 
She's making it a show. I know. Uh, so it's it's very emotionally complex and definitely the kind of show that you need to pay attention to. Are they going to kiss? I don't know. Well, so here's the thing. I think the... <laughs> <laughs> I think there's... Yeah, so the second season was just put out and I've only seen the first one and I've watched the first one live and it was a long time ago. So... Um, so and the, the season finale of the first season was like they almost insane. Uh, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm just gonna fast forward through every episode till I see it. No, <laughs> it's genuinely like a thriller, like oh, really, really engaging show. It's really interesting. Are the are the murders like really? Like gnarly, yeah, they're gory. Oh, yeah, nice. I like that. Right, I really think you'd like it. Do you well, think you're I like, gonna watch I like, it? I like, I like crazy murders and shows. I like yeah, a, 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 a and cycle. Sandra O oh like really kills it too. And it, the in, the relationship between her and her husband is like really interesting too. And like the whole MI five dynamic is interesting. Like mm. her boss and MI five, like the coordinator of her MI five group. Like you kind of found out find out she's in some sketchy behavior. Um, what Eve is? No, no, no. Oh. The the her, Eve's boss. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he's the employer. She. she. Wow! How dare you? <laughs> or <assume>. she? <laughs> or she? Yeah, maybe he or she is the employer. There we go. My bad. Yeah, but you can watch it on the BBC app, and I think it's also now on Amazon Prime. Oh. Amazon nice. Prime or Hulu. Amazon it's on Prime. something free. I think it's probably Amazon Prime. They kind of have like a partnership with the BBC. Okay, yeah. Then it's on Amazon Prime. Um, wow, it's pretty cool. Even a uh, Villanella. Quite Villanelle. Villanelle. Should have Villanella. <laughs> Villanella Ice. Vanilla. Villanella <laughs> uh, Bean. Nice. Um, sounds like quite the uh, unstoppable force, meaning the immovable object, if you know what I'm saying. No. Oh, okay. Well, she sounded like a pretty rogue cop and then uh, meeting a psychopath, you know, killer. I still don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the show. Um, the, oh. Isaac Newton, the famous saying, and stop before seeing oh, an oh, oh, oh. object. It's, it's like Abel's move on. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, so you can uh, watch like an episode or two of Killing Eve and then top it off with Righteous Gemstones to like totally lighten, the, lighten the mood. Is she, is she kind of like, is her character... Is Villanelle? I almost said Vin- Villanella. <laughs> is Vanilla? Uh, <laughs> someone just call it Vanilla on the show. Yeah. I'll totally take the gas out yeah. of her. Uh, out of her threateningness. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, hey, Vin- Vanilla. Um, can you just like not like smear <laughs> someone's face across the wall when you kill them? Can you just like shoot them and leave? Like that would be great. Um, we followed. We filed five HR reports this month. Uh, and you're really driving up our expenses and our costs, so we're gonna have to stop your petty cash flow. Yeah, yikes. Um, but corporate bureaucracy is probably what would stop Vanilla. Um, Were you gonna ask me a question? Oh, is she? <laughs> is she like having fun with the killings? Like she's like goofy and yeah. like quirky and stuff like that, or is she, she really scary? No, well, like, or is like her like she's like quirky and goofy, and that's what's scary about her. No, she's not quirky or goofy. Like I'm thinking, like but she definitely has fun. Like remember, no, 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 not like that. No, she's she movie Birds of Prey. Yeah, she definitely has fun with it, but she's not like 
and she's threatening, but she's not necessarily scary because she does look like a young, younger girl. She looks like Jodie Comer. Like she looks like she's like probably. She, I think she's supposed to be like twenty one in the show. She's young, and she's, she she's wears young. like young clothes, yeah. and um, that's kind of how she lures some of like oh. the people that she's supposed to kill. Um, and yeah, so she definitely has fun with them, but I wouldn't call it like goofy like that. Like it's be, still dark. Or to be lured and murdered by Jodie Comer. You know, she's hot. Yeah. She really is. Yeah, she is. She played Ray's mom in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She did. And she's younger than Daisy Ridley, so. Whoa. Yeah. Bad movie. She's so versatile. Yeah, bad movie. Um, Well, is that it? Is that the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, nice. We did it. Yeah, now we can go home. Yeah, we meant to do like a half an hour, but we're at an hour, so. Yeah, it's because <laughs> you talk and talk and talk. I talk? I haven't talked at all this episode. He's been blabbing the whole time. Nah, it's been me. It's fine though. <laughs> <laughs> she just gave me the the most no, dead eyed. I, I, I can't. I can't take this. I can't take this anymore. Look, it's okay though. I just need to go home, eat some ice cream, take a shower. Oh, are you saying that not, I smell? Not for smell purposes, for emotional purposes. No, my hair is pretty greasy. Yeah, probably smell purposes. I wasn't gonna say anything. What? I was talking to somebody else just now. I'm just kidding. You smell incredible. <laughs> Um, and if you didn't, I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> but uh, where can everybody find us, Ann? Uh You can find us on the Instagrams at the, Instagrams. the Rec Center Pod. What's our Instagram? You forgot our Instagram? Well, yeah, it's, it's been a Rec while. Rec Pod. Uh, no, I think there's a the in there. No, it's not. We've talked about this. It's, like I said just now, the Rec Center Pod on Instagram. Oh, there is a the. <laughs> yeah, like I just said, if you feel pretty dumb right now, the Rec Center Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Gmail. The rec center pod at gmail.com. Hey, what can people do on Gmail? They with can our Gmail email account? you can email us and tell us if you've watched anything that we've talked about and like tell us what you think, your honest opinion. Um or you well, can DM honest, us. Not too honest. Yeah, don't hurt our feelings. Yeah. Um or you can DM us about it on Instagram and we want you to like tell us your recommendations that we can watch because there's never too much TV and movies so we can watch. Mm. There's like I, just, I have a running list. I want to watch next. I want to watch Shrill on Hulu, and I want to watch what's that? Never have I ever on Netflix. Oh yeah, it's it's RecCenterPod at gmail.com. We surely should have made all the accounts the same name. I know. I was thinking about that. Well, why didn't you say something sooner? <laughs> I was looking for an email, but I couldn't find one. So I guess you know. Next rec, week, RecCenterPod at rec gmail. RecCenterPod at gmail dot com. Email us no a recommendation. Know the, know the recommendation mm, that you would like to send. <laughs> you'd like to send to us, uh, or tell us something that you've watched that we recommended and what you thought about it. That's what I because just said. I know. I'm just repeating it. Okay. Because uh, we actually genuinely like to know, and we like to talk to people. Sometimes when we're not really busy with anything, and even then yeah. we might not want to. Yeah. But in this time th- that we carve out for this episode. We will devote time to read these, maybe one. Or you can tweet us. Yeah. Tweet us is much easier than emailing. Twitter us. Yeah. Tweet us at Rec Center Pod your recommendation or something you liked. Yeah. Also, Jack wants more Instagram clout, so you can follow him at Lumberjack on Instagram. Nah, that's fine. I don't really want any of the listeners <laughs> on there. <laughs> um, but uh, leave a review. Tell a friend. Yeah. Telling a friend is the best way to help out the show because word of mouth is the way it's out you know that's what they say 
Okay. But, <laughs> but tell a friend and leave a review. You could do it in-app. It's super easy. Leave a five-star review. It actually really helps the show. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, technical stuff that helps when you do that. Yeah, and let but us it really know helps us. if you have a company that you would like us to Give, start saying ads We for. will say anything for money. Parachute Home. We have values. Hello Fresh. We have values until you, until you show us the money. Yeah. When you show us the money, our value is the money. We're down. Yeah. We'll say anything. <laughs> okay. Say, say 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 anything. Ah. No, that was name. <laughs> you literally could have said anything. You made a noise. <laughs> All right. Are we done? Yeah. Thanks for having us. All right. See you later, everybody. Maybe we'll see you next week if we're still here. Yeah. Bye. Bye.